Hey there, welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. I'm Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Entree is from entrepreneur, for somebody who is in business for themselves. And here's the deal, folks. If you're an independent contractor, you are operating a business, ready or not. So that makes you an Entree Courier. Welcome to the club. This podcast is here to help you think like a business owner and to thrive in your business. So let's get started, shall we? Well, happy Sunday, Courier Nation. I'm not sure if today's a day of rest for you. Maybe it's just a day of hustle, you know, but either way, I hope it's a great day for you. Folks, I'm not sure if you'll hear the dogs barking in the background or anything like that today. I do apologize if you do. You just got a lot going on in the house today and the dogs are kind of letting themselves be known. So this is a great mic for kind of uh, filtering out a lot of that background noise. But just in case it comes through, I do apologize. This is the home stretch for our 31-day Courier MBA series. We are talking about mastering your business attitude. We've got four episodes left, including today's, where we're going to talk about employee relations. I know it sounds a little weird. We'll get into that, though. This series has been a daily one, and uh, once we wrap up, though, um, I'm going to end up taking uh, the rest of the week off as uh, kind of recuperating from this 31-day blitz, and then next week we'll get into a normal weekly schedule with uh, Friday releases of the podcast. Now, thinking about life after the MBA, you know, after our Mastering Your Business Attitude series, I'd love to hear from you as far as any topics you'd like covered. Do you have any questions you would like answered? You know, let me know. You can email me, ron at entrecourier.com, E-N-T-R-E-C-O-U-R-I-E-R.com. Or you can go to deliveronyourbusiness.com, which is our podcast page. You can click the contact there, and there's an email form there, or there's a microphone that you can click on if you want to leave a voicemail. And let me know if you'd like to have that voicemail featured in the, the podcast. So here's a question, Courier Nation. Does your employee need benefits? And some of you are saying employee? You know, whiskey tango foxtrot here, right? What are you talking about employee? Here's the deal, folks. We're wrapping up our 31-day Courier MBA series with a little four-episode section on employee relations. And I know you're thinking, but I don't have an employee. Here's the thing, folks. Every business, and that includes independent contractors, every business has a responsibility to take care of their employees. And you don't want to get me started on companies that dodge that responsibility by using the independent contractor designation for the people that work for them. I've done that enough times already, so I'll stay off the soapbox for right now. But that responsibility is yours as well. As an independent contractor, you're a business owner. You've got a responsibility there. The other thing, you know, another definition for being an independent contractor is being self-employed. And if you're self-employed, who does that say that your employee is? You've got a responsibility to that employee. So it makes sense. Today, we're going to start talking about benefits for that employee who just happens to be you. Now, here's the thing about benefits is we usually see that as one of the advantages of being an employee and uh, an advantage that a traditional job has over being an independent contractor is, of course, the benefits that are available. 
And you've got to ask yourself at times, is the lack of benefits a deal breaker? Is there a way that you can make up for those benefits? And we just want to talk about some of those things and think about, are these things that you should be providing for your employee, which means providing for yourself? In episode six in the podcast and on our blog post related, I'll have a link in the show notes. We talked about how your earning power as an independent contractor who brings in $18 an hour is often about the same as an employee bringing in $12 an hour. And that is because of things like your expenses and and some of the benefits that come with being an employee. That disparity can be even greater if those benefits include things like you know insurance or retirement. So the question becomes, does your employee need benefits? Do you need benefits? And I think you've got to start with that question because there are all of those things that do often come with a job, some that do just right away and others that, you know, are it, it varies from employer to employer. But you got to look at those things and you got to ask yourself, are those things important? Because they help you in a couple of ways. They help you evaluate what you're doing as opposed to a job but they also help you to be prepared for whatever you need. So I think we've got to start with that question. Do you need those benefits? And everybody's got different situations. You know, I'm fortunate because my wife, she already has a good benefit package where she works. And so I'm fortunate enough to have a little more flexibility in that side. But if this is your only gig, if you don't have benefits through another source, your situation can be very different. And you've got to ask yourself, are you leaving yourself open in some areas? There are some benefits that are extras and some may be more necessary depending on your situation. So we're going to look at just a few of the different benefits and think about how they might apply if you're self-employed. So the first one that I want to look at, and I think this is a very important one, and we'll get more into this tomorrow when we talk about work-life balance. But one thing that I think you really need to think about, especially if you're doing this full-time, is what about paid time off? Personally, I think this is very important. I believe very strongly that you should be offering your employee some paid time off. So how do you do that when you don't get anything to pay for that time off? You know what I mean? As an independent contractor, these companies aren't giving you extra money for when you're not out there working. But, you know, I'm going to put it this way. If you're working a traditional job, your boss is not getting any money to give you paid time off. It's a part of the cost of employing somebody. You know, they're not getting anything to pay for your paid time off. They have to pay for it out of their pocket. So, you know, it costs them more than, you know, we used the example a little bit ago about, you know, somebody making $12 an hour as an employee. Well, if they've got paid time off, then it costs that employer more than that $12 an hour because they, you know, if they're giving paid time off for holidays or for sick days or anything like that, they've got to pay for that on top of the paid, you know, the time that people are doing work. And then there can be, you know, sick days, holidays, vacation time. They pay extra for that. And the same thing is going to be true for you. But here's the thing. I really think you need to do that for your employee. Uh, because there are days that your employee or you just need some mental health time, you know. Sometimes you just got to take a break. Uh, sometimes you can just run yourself into the ground. I think you really should be providing yourself vacation time. And uh, holidays, I don't know, that's kind of up in the air. I mean, there are some holidays that I'll work because I can make more money doing that, and I'm okay with that. And there's other holidays, there's there's no way I'm taking that time away from my family. 
But, you know, these are all things that you want to think about. You want to think about what kind of days do you want to take time off? Now, the problem is when you're self-employed and you take time off for a vacation, now you're having to really scramble to make up for that money that you weren't making while you're doing that. But here's where I think you can look at it a little bit differently. A good employer will set aside money to pay their employee for time off. So here's the thing that I would really recommend that you do. This is something that I do. Rather than scrambling after the fact, trying to make up for if you had to take some time off if you were feeling sick or you just wanted to take some time off with family or something like that, rather than scrambling to try to work a lot of extra hours to make up for it, um, Try thinking about setting aside money to put into your paid time off fund. And and I really recommend this. The more that you rely on the income that you're making for this, the more you need to do this. You know, if this is a side hustle and you're just doing it off and on to kind of make some extra money here and there, it might not be that necessary. But if it's something that you do, you know, it's either it's either like a full-time gig or it's something that you really need that regular income. I think you really want to think about doing this. So personally, what I do is I put $40 a week aside into a paid time off fund. Um, here a couple of weeks ago, in fact, I recorded a lot of these episodes while we were out there. You know, our family took a vacation out uh, in uh, kind of out in the mountains and uh, we were able to pay for it that way, though. I didn't have to scramble to make up for that lost income because I'd been setting money aside. And when you think about it this way, like $40 a week, that's $2,000 a year. You know, that can easily cover two or three weeks. And we'll get into this here in a couple of days as far as some ways that you can really try and figure out how to decide what to set aside. But I really recommend that you think about doing something like that. Start setting aside a little bit of money every week. It's not a whole lot. But if you do that regularly, then you can take time off. And if you need the money for that time that you're off, then you can pull it out of your time off fund. Now, here's the other big one that a lot of people think about when they're thinking about benefits, and that has to do with insurance. You know, one of the big problems with being an independent contractor is you are very much on your own as far as insurance. If you are hurt, there's no coverage. If you get sick, there's no coverage. And so you want to think about insurance. You know, and the first one that I would throw out there is one that maybe you don't think about so much. Um, and I'm not sure maybe this should fit into a benefits discussion, but because it's not provided, I think you need to think about it. And that is accident and maybe disability insurance. Like I said, you know, it's, I don't know that it's necessarily a benefit. Now, some, some, Employers do provide some disability insurance as a benefit also, but here's the deal. Workers' compensation insurance is required of an employee because if you are hurt on the job, your employer is responsible for covering those costs that are related. That's not a benefit. That's a requirement, and that's why I'm saying maybe this isn't in there, but the problem is is you don't have any workers' compensation as an independent contractor. If you are hurt while you're doing deliveries, you are completely on your own. Now, there are a couple of companies that have a little bit of an insurance, an accidental insurance policy, um, but they're very limited, and uh, it's only very specific times. So this is really something to think about. You know, what happens to you if you get hurt? You need to think about that. Health insurance, that's the big one that most people think about when you're talking about a benefit. 
You know, a lot of employers, either they provide the insurance or they provide access to that insurance. And uh, this this really kind of comes down to your situation. For me, it's not an issue because my wife, my insurance is covered through my wife's job. So that's great. This used to be probably an even bigger problem for self-employed people, I think, prior to the Affordable Care Act, because getting an individual insurance policy when you're not part of an employment group was harder to get a good policy prior to that act. And now there are a lot more options that are available, but you are looking at if you don't have insurance through an employer, um, there are actually requirements that you've got to get that health insurance in some way or another. You're just going to pay for it out of your own pocket. So, you know, that's one of those things you do when you're kind of evaluating between being self-employed and being employed is what does that do to your cost there, you know? A lot of platforms do have arrangements with third-party providers, and so there is a bit of a group affiliation, and sometimes that can make that a little more affordable. But that is something that uh, if, if it's not provided through an employer, you may end up having to find some kind of an option there. Now, another question, another type of insurance that is often offered by an employer is going to be life insurance. And here's the question, do you need life insurance? And I think the best way to answer that that I can give you is to ask you a question, and that is, is there anybody that relies on your income? I would say that if you're single, it's not as big of a deal because there's nobody relying on your income except for you, right? So if your income goes, maybe you have enough of a policy to pay for your burial or something like that. But if you've got dependents, and they really do rely on your income for food and for rent and things like that, you really want to make sure that they're protected if something happens to you. And so, and that's the benefit of life insurance is it's more about, it's not as much, I don't think, let me put it this way. I think life insurance is, it's more to replace income. It is not something to really think about as an investment uh, I, I just think life insurance is a poor investment choice. But, you know, here's the thing is that like a term life insurance policy um, can often be very inexpensive. And uh, if you're really not sure if you need it or not, or if you're thinking about that, I'll put a link in the show notes to an article that was put up by Dave Ramsey that just kind of walks through this whole thing about do you need life insurance? The other main area of benefit that I want to talk about real quickly is retirement. Um, in a lot of jobs, you're going to get a 401k. And you just got to ask yourself this question. I mean, if you don't have any other things that you're contributing to, I mean, is Social Security going to be enough to live on when you retire? And uh, even more, is Social Security even going to be around when you retire? And there are a lot of things to think about like that. But now a lot of employers will offer a 401k and they may or may not have an employer match. Now, here's here's the nice thing about it is uh, when you're self-employed, I guess you could pretty well say that everything you put into it is a form of an employer match, right? There are a lot of different options of things that you can do when you're self-employed. There are um, you really want to talk to a good investment person. And really, I think what you want to do is you want to talk to a combination of investment and tax people because there are some definite benefits 
as far as retirement, what you're doing in retirement, you know, on the one side, a lot of your retirement options, that's non-taxable money. Now, it may be non-taxable on the income side, but you still pay taxes on that money as self-employed. You want to find out about those things and all the different kinds of options that you have. But there are also credits and there are other deductions sometimes when you are self-employed that you might not have as an employee. So there are some benefits in the, you know, try and make up a little bit of that disadvantage that you have of being self-employed. Ultimately, folks, kind of the main reason that I wanted to look at all of these things was two things. One, it gives you a little more to think about when you're looking at this whole self-employed thing and how does that compare to being an employee? Because if you're still on the fence, you got to really know some of those things that maybe you're missing out on. And you want to think about it in those terms. You know what? And, and what I really recommend you do is you find out uh, what would those things cost you if you don't already know? What does it cost to get the insurance you need? You know, keep in mind doing something like, you know, setting aside your 40 or 30 or $50 a week for your, your time off. How does that impact you? Uh, things like getting the insurance that you need. What about setting aside money for retirement? And if you take all of those and how much that takes out of what you're making, you know, what kind of position does that leave you in financially if you do those things? And honestly, if you cannot afford to get insurance and to cover yourself and to cover your family or your dependents as a self-employed person, then maybe it's time to think about doing something other than being self-employed. And we've talked about this in a lot of different episodes here. But the other thing is, you want to also be able to look at those things and ask yourself, which of these things are necessary? You know, for me, and, and it's going to be different for every person, but for me, giving myself the paid time off, that's a necessity. I'm sorry, but work-life balance is, is just too important to me. And so I'm not going to go grind to the point where I'm wearing myself down. And uh, I'm not going to grind to the point where I'm taking time away from my family, different things like that. Uh, health insurance is not a necessity for me because of my personal situation, because I'm fortunate enough to be covered by my wife's job. Everybody is different. Um, what about your accident insurance? And what are you doing about in your, your retirement? You know, you want to think about all of those things. So I really recommend, you know, find a good insurance agent. And I recommend you find a good tax pro. I, I, I stress this a lot in, uh, when we talked about uh, understanding taxes. But you want to know both of those things as far as how those affect you tax-wise. But find a good insurance. Find an, an agent, if you don't already have one, who is very good about educating you. And this is one of the reasons I really kind of, I'll point to Dave Ramsey a lot of times, but he actually goes through and he really stresses this with the insurance agents that he references to, that they've got to be kind of a teaching spirit to them. So find out what your insurance is going to cost. Ask a lot of questions. Get with an insurance agent. Ask, what happens to me if I'm hurt while I'm doing deliveries? You know, where, where is my health insurance going to try and weasel out of an injury that might be that they consider work-related? What happens if I can't deliver for a few weeks, a few months because of a sickness or an injury? And, and what happens to my family when that happens? What kind of spot does that put them in? Get yourself in a position where you're covering all of those things and, and find out those options that will help them out. 
So you want to ask your agent all those questions. And, and really, you want to ask yourself those hard questions. What happens to me if I'm hurt? What happens to my family? What happens if I die? You know, I mean, those, those are hard questions to ask and, you know, the things you don't want to think about, but you don't want to make your self-employment something that is going to hurt somebody when something happens. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so when you're self-employed, that doesn't mean that you've got to be without those benefits, but what it does mean is you've got to provide them for yourself. And that is part of the cost of being a self-employed person. And it's part of the difference between what you make as a self-employed person and what you might get as an employee. And so that's that's the whole idea here is your first, you're helping understand what it really is to be self-employed and what some of those differences are and how much less you really are making as opposed to somebody who's getting that same amount of original income as an employee. Do you see what I mean? But it also helps you evaluate those things that you really need just to take care of yourself, to take care of your family, to take care of your partner, you know, anybody that relies on you. What are the things that you absolutely have to have? Determine those benefits. And then you got to start figuring all of that into your business planning. So folks, that kind of wraps up our topic for today. And, uh, you know, we talked about paid time off here as one of these things, and it's a good lead into what I'm going to be talking about tomorrow with you. And that's about having a good work-life balance. I want to thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Come on over to our website at deliveronyourbusiness.com. That takes you to the podcast page at entrecourier.com. You can get to us on either way. And scroll through our previous posts, you know, see what kind of information we provide on all sorts of different things related to your delivery work. Look us up on Twitter, Facebook, even on LinkedIn, and you can go to those platforms and just search for Entree Courier, and you can look for our podcast on all of the main podcast channels. Folks, I'm just going to ask you this. Is any of the information that I'm providing helpful to you? Do you think this would be helpful to anybody else? If so, and only if so. That's what I'm going to ask you. Could you spread the word? Could you let people know about us? Can you tell other people that do this delivery work about Entree Courier, about Deliver On Your Business, about the podcast and the website? If you can share us on social media, if you can leave reviews on the podcast, those kinds of things help us get found. And if you find that this information is helpful then I believe that you might find that this information could be helpful for somebody else. And that's why we ask if, if you could spread the word a little bit. Folks, one last thing that I ask you, I always want to wrap up with this, but I, I beg of you, please, go out there, take control of your business, go and be the boss. Music.